0: Hey, hey friends, this is Jessie Deshane, a chronic illness support coach and host over here on the Chronically Healing Podcast. When I was diagnosed with Hashimoto's thyroiditis, I was scared and immediately started looking for support. After finding so much negativity in the autoimmune world, I decided to start a community that emphasizes positivity and healing. On this show, you will hear me have conversations with people just like you who are on their own unique healing journey with chronic illness. There might be a few tears, but you are guaranteed to have a bunch of laughs and lots and lots of love and support. Let's dive into the show. Hey, friends. We are back for episode six. I say we because I'm making Ben be on the podcast again. Mm. Yeah. So today, I thought that we would talk, we would dig a little bit deeper into Ben's um, health history. I guess Um, some of the stuff that he's been dealing with for the last few years which up until recently we didn't as a couple have to deal with a ton it's become more of a focus as of late so I want Ben to give all of you a little bit of a background on him and when some of his health issues started and what his health issues were And then we'll kind of go from there. So, Ben. Hello. Where are you from? (laughs) Who are you? Tell us about you.
1: All right. Well, I grew up in the suburbs of Chicago. I lived there all my life. My parents still live there. I am 30 years old. (laughs) and
0: (laughs) He's got two sisters and a brother, just like a normal childhood in the suburbs of chicago kind of guy
1: i wouldn't say yeah nothing to uh nothing that sticks out really in terms of craziness
0: where'd you go to college what'd you go for
1: yeah so i to college at the university of illinois down at urbana champaign um i have a bachelor's degree in computer science Mm -hmm. uh At the time, it was awesome because it was like, yeah, the College of Engineering at U of I is like one of the best in the country. And the specific degree was like literally like top three to five that you could have. Mm. I was going to like make all this money coming out of college and stuff. By the time I got out, I was looking for a job, got a good job and stuff a couple months out. And I was in a consulting role. I ended up for a larger project I was on a longer term project, I should say. I, They asked me to relocate to Raleigh, North Carolina, which at the time I was happy to do because I was single, you know, a couple of years out of college, they were putting me up out there. I was already getting paid a good base salary. So it was like, you know, it was a no brainer. And, and of course, just like trying to be a good employee and stuff too. You know, pretty much had to accept it. But um, that was all fine and good. And it was like out there. I was working. I was loving it because at the time I was like in a really serious workout part of my life. I was. I've always been into working out. So that that I guess is kind of significant as it goes back to my childhood. My dad taught me how to lift in our garage when i was 15 <laughs> and i've loved it ever since and so at this point in my life i had this freedom I, you know I was, I was working i was making good money living by myself all these things and so i really put a lot of effort into working out i was i was always reading up on i'm working out and nutrition in my free time and really just got like you know it's like a hobby but i got like super super into it and i was I uh, had basically gone through a period where I was acting as if I was going to do like a 12-week prep. So I was, and this was back in my, my bro stage. So I was like <laughs> eating super clean. Um, I wasn't going out. I wasn't drinking. Which Was
0: it truly super clean?
1: Pretty, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was. Which I'm sure we'll do a later episode on this if people want a little bit more like a fitness or nutrition Um. You know, Updated, part of yeah. your your world sure. um but i am very much more balanced and moderate now and have a lot of opinions on that but
0: but the time you weren't correct i was like super
1: like, i was like super hardcore mm-hmm. um you
0: take like pre-workout did you ever do that that yep. kind of stuff
1: yep so i was you didn't
0: yeah take I was like, like any steroids or anything like no, that
1: but no never did anything like that so yeah, so I was doing all these things. like I mentioned you may not have caught because it seems like it's not that big of a detail, but I wasn't going out. I wasn't like trying to make friends and stuff out there, which again, at the time just seemed natural to me. I'm an introvert by nature. Uh, and this was like kind of the perfect opportunity for me to just go into my own little world where I could literally do whatever I wanted. Mm-hmm. Like it was my perfect life. Yeah. So I just kind of doing whatever i wanted at the time and whatever i wanted looks a lot different than what most people would do but that's just who i am so this is all this is all good but now we kind of like take a turn
0: so you were how old at this point 24 25
1: 24 24 yeah um yeah i turned 24 that year i had been out there six months or so and like I said, everything was going great. I specifically remember I went back home for a weekend, had a lot of fun. I was kind of homesick by this point because it was a summer. It's stupid things, right? Like the, the 4th of July, I had nobody to go watch fireworks with. And for me, that's that like always been a big part of my life was like being with family or friends or whatever to go see fireworks. So it was just like little things like that, that started to become magnified. And um, I was, I, I was homesick. And so there was a weekend where I got on the plane and as we were like getting ready to take off, I started to have what I now know as a panic attack. At the time, I didn't understand what was happening. Just felt like pressure in my chest, like shortness of breath. I felt like kind of like dizzy or like lightheaded and got super anxious. Yeah, so I just, I was on the plane, started feeling terrible. Like I said, I didn't understand what was happening at the time and so that was kind of the the first thing that happened that was on a sunday night uh went to work and i i can't totally remember the next day i think i was like okay and stuff but then i went after work went home took my pre-workout and went to the gym and by the time i got to the gym and started doing stuff when i started doing stuff i was totally out of breath like literally i would do like like two squats and like i was like breathing s- super hard like my heart rate was like through the roof and
0: and this is you who had been probably the fittest of your life at that point yeah so yeah
1: yeah so i like didn't know what was going on and you know tried a couple more things and there was like th- there's no way this is happening <laughs> and so i left there And just felt, like, terrible. Like I said, my heart rate was just, like, through the roof. And, you know, I'd had a couple, like, bad experiences on pre-workout before. But, and I, I, because I think most people that take pre-workout have. Yeah. To some extent. You know, you just have that one day where you just feel like shit because of it. But this was, like, very different. Um, This was, like, a very physical response that my body was having. And so I went home and, like, just tried to chill out. Um, i think i took a shower or something just like tried to calm myself down and i just couldn't and um i remember like walking around the parking lot just trying to like walk this off and was i was nauseous i was lightheaded you know i felt like i was gonna pass out called my mom because i was like freaking out and like what's going on again you know i'm out of state i have no friends i you know i have the people i work with but i specifically went out of my way to not, like, create relationships with anybody um, because I was doing all this stuff on my own. So I'm, like, uh, you know, as far away from friends and family and I'm just, like, not understanding what's happening to me. So she kind of, like, talked me down, told me to relax, like, kind of hung out that night. I didn't sleep all night because I was just, like, lying in bed and my heart rate was, like, (laughs) just going, like, a million miles a minute. So I couldn't relax. and So that was the start of kind of all this stuff. I didn't go to work for a week. At first I thought I was just sick of, with something. I didn't know what the hell. Like it wasn't something that I could easily bucket with like, oh, I have the flu. Or like I could just, all I knew was that I didn't feel good. Like I wasn't sleeping more than like a couple hours a night because I was just so, my body like wouldn't relax. I was so...
0: Like wound up almost?
1: Yeah, yeah. It was just like I would go to bed and my body would be like, it was almost feeling like there's, there's this like low level vibration to it. Like I just, <laughs> I couldn't chill out. And while I was homesick, I wasn't super anxious about that or um, any one thing. So the part that was frustrating to me is like I didn't feel like there was like anything crazy going on in my head. And you know, I had little things, but it was like stressors that most people deal with. So it was it was just weird, and I couldn't figure it out. That went on for a while. The best thing, just because I, I find it interesting, the best thing I did that happened soon after that in the next couple weeks was go to an acupuncturist. Mm. It, I had never done it before. I didn't know much about it, but, like, one of the things I read, you know, this guy specialized in anxiety and, like, something else, which I was experiencing a lot of at the time. So I went to him, and it was... And... <laughs> this guy like puts these needles in me and I'm like, okay, this is kind of weird. And he walks out of the room and I start having a fucking panic attack. <laughs> so I like yell for this guy to come back in the room. I'm like, Jim, mm-hmm. Jim, <laughs> like shouting. He's like down the hall. He comes back and he's like, yeah, what's wrong? What's wrong? And I was just like, can do you mind like staying in here? I was like, you know, one of the, re- one of the things I'm having issues with right now are panic attacks. And apparently this is a trigger for me. <laughs> I just felt like very claustrophobic and stuck. Like, yeah. you can't do anything when you have needles stuck in you.
0: Which also makes sense with the plane.
1: Right. Yeah, also. claustrophobia, a huge, huge trigger for my anxiety, especially at this time.
0: Especially but, but when, in general. Yeah, when your anxiety is already high. Yes, yeah,
1: so I was going to say in general. The, why I wanted to mention it is because when I walked out of there, that was the most relaxed my body had felt in weeks. Uh, I don't remember the exact amount of time that it took for me to see him, Mm -hmm. but it was (laughs) incredible. At the time, it was exactly what my body needed. Even what it seems like in hindsight is my adrenals were shot and my central nervous system was just like totally like pinged and like... uh, Did
0: you see any doctors there, though, or was it not until you came I did.
1: Okay. Uh, So I went in just for like, to like a regular Western med doc, kind of did a checkup, you know, like a physical type thing, but told him some of the stuff that was going on. They had me do a stress test. I was like, yeah, your heart's fine. You know, these are all fine. All your, like everything looks good. So, you know, it seems like you're dealing with some stress and anxiety stuff. And, you know, go see, he like recommended me to, or like referred me to a, a therapist and stuff which you know at the time I was like well you know whatever i need any help i can get but i still knew that there wasn't only the psychological stuff like there was something physical, physically physically yeah. yeah there was like something physically not right with my body it's like especially being somebody who has worked out for so long and is a like self-aware person i'm very very in tune with my body and so to have somebody else like a doctor tell me that I was fine and nothing else was wrong, I was just like, no, <laughs> like that's not true. Like there is a problem. Uh, and honestly, I don't know that I saw anybody else there after him. No. So, so that was kind of the extent of what was going on there in Raleigh. I ended up, I asked to come home, uh, like my my job. I asked them if I could come home, just told them I was and I talked to my boss and was just open with her and like, hey, I'm dealing with um like some health issues and stuff. I like uh like been really anxious and stressed out and I just I think it would be I would really appreciate if I could come back home. So they were super cool about it, luckily. Um they you know they wanted the, the best for me so they allowed me to come back home they worked out with the client i was able to do remote work and in parallel with all these things going on uh, for the past like six months i had been studying my my nasm cert to become a personal trainer uh, it was something i knew that i at least wanted to learn more about and something that I, you know thought would make me happy It was like made sense with how much I was like studying all this stuff and I was like if at any point I could you know do this as my career or even on the side or whatever I just think it would be super cool I like teaching and working with people in the first place I, I'm patient so all these things just kind of pointed to personal training so this whole time I was also doing that on the side I come home um, Are you I,
0: feeling better at this point? Feeling,
1: feeling a little bit better, but not right. Uh, I couldn't work out. Uh, I literally couldn't work out. Like, I would do very light stuff, and um, at least at first, like, immediately after, I would feel, like, flu-like symptoms. I would just start to feel nauseous and, re- like, exhausted, and so I basically, like, stopped working out through most of this time period of, like, the couple months that I finished up out there and then moved back home. and I was home, I ended up going to a naturopath because I had read up on a bunch of stuff, and by this point, I had basically diagnosed myself with adrenal fatigue.
0: Can you give kind of just a quick, like, what is adrenal fatigue, like, if somebody's never heard of
1: it? You can essentially stress your adrenal glands which your adrenals release cortisol which is your stress hormone so whenever you are under chronic stress there is a cortisol release and so when there's a chronic cortisol release essentially what can happen is your adrenal glands get fatigued they yeah. yeah they keep Putting out this like continuously. And what happens then is that the adrenal glands cannot function as needed. They cannot put out as much cortisol as needed. The rhythm on a daily basis, your body has a rhythm in which it outputs cortisol. That rhythm can be messed up. It can mess with your sleep. It can mess with energy levels, veto, all sorts of Things. Western Med does not recognize adrenal fatigue. This is very important because there, in the world that we live in now. I would say a majority of people walk around with some degree of adrenal fatigue. Mm. Because it's so high stress, everything is merit based. Everything is like work more, make more money, get more things. And we just live less Everything is faster paced. We live less... Naturally? (laughs) Yeah, naturally, slowly. We don't spend time in nature. We don't spend time doing relaxing things. We're always connected. We always have a device in front of our face. So everything is like... Our body is like under constant simulation. Western med hasn't quite caught up to that. And before anybody gets like upset or annoyed or anything for any doctor that's listening... Um, I have friends that are doctors, very close friends. Some of my best friends are doctors, studying and close to becoming doctors. I respect what they do, absolutely. I believe that Western medicine can do some amazing things. However, they don't know everything. (laughs) And no doctor wants to hear that, but it's just the truth. At this point, Western Med is behind. They are behind on what this generation is going through, the stresses that this world puts on this generation, the level of, of toxins, of pollutants, all this shit is like totally different.
0: Which is why functional medicine is like on the rise and becoming more and more something that people talk about because seeing a doctor that looks at something holistically, it's very difficult to find in Western medicine. Um. right
1: yes and and that's kind of what we're we're looking at here in terms like when we say functional medicine or you know integrative medicine or there's all these Holistic, terms yeah, yeah there's all these terms for it but really what it comes down to is all these practitioners or this branch of this whole branch of wellness trying to look at a whole picture, look at your background, look at your symptoms, your stressors, all this stuff about you and your life, and try to figure out root causes, which is something that Western Med does not do. Western Med looks at symptoms, and they make a diagnosis. Unfortunately, for any pattern or test that you don't fit, Western Med has no answers, and this is where It fails a lot of people. A lot of people don't fall within these ranges or come up on any significant markers that Western medicine has. While Western Med is good for a lot of things, there are some major major holes there which leaves a lot of people then wondering what's wrong with me, why do I not feel great, and eventually maybe this is just how I feel and even i'm crazy or i'm stressed or i'm depressed when those issues are an actual physical manifestation and there's not there may be a psychological component to it but it may not be as much as the a western med doc may uh, make it seem
0: do you want to fast forward kind of to what's been happening in the past few months like Let me quickly
1: wrap up where I was at with the the naturopath because that's where I kind of veered off and went into that whole Western Med. (laughs) I think it's good for some things. I don't think it's good for even close to everything. I think there's a a large field of gray area out there that Western Med does not hit. So anyways, I had gone to this naturopath, even though I had like self-diagnosed myself by that point with adrenal fatigue. uh, We kind of talked about stuff and I, you know, I'd asked her if that was it and whatever. And she got me on an adrenal glandular supplement. Among other things, vitamin D was like actually low. Seen from blood work and uh, some other stuff, but...
0: Did she do an adrenal fatigue test at that point?
1: She did not. Interesting. Which is interesting that she prescribed me the glandular without doing that test. From what I can remember, it's because I pushed her on it. Mm. This particular practitioner did not do a saliva test which is kind of the standard cortisol test for anybody out there that's not familiar um it's like a four point like you do it four times throughout the day you spit in a tube send it in and they check your cortisol levels it's
0: totally gross i've done it (laughs) so gross i don't have adrenal fatigue but it was nasty (laughs) yeah
1: (laughs) i will say that i got kind of lucky this time around because i do not think the practitioner truly understood what I was going through I think we just kind of got it and quite frankly I was an advocate for myself at the time even if I was kind of pushy and we ended up going down the right path took me some time to heal get back to working out I was able to do it with the help of that supplement among others I guess but that one is truly the one that made a big difference was allowed me to recover just to fast forward a little bit I uh like I said that took me probably two years to get back up to speed where I felt like I was like good again I was like hitting my workouts hard uh just feeling good energy was good all these things and then I went for another two years like that and I was still taking a small small dosage of this supplement I could never totally wean myself off of it it seemed like or I never like gave myself a chance and I'm Probably, unfortunately, I was uh, doing this without a practitioner, mainly because I didn't trust anybody or know how to find anybody that knew anything about adrenal fatigue. So I was like, basically, just listening to my body and supplementing as needed, which again, (laughs) don't recommend to anybody, and you know, probably wasn't smart, and maybe has had some effect on why I am where I am today. I didn't know how to proceed, and I didn't look into other options so today past two years I've felt I kinda felt like I was going back to a more fatigued state so two years ago I just didn't feel right again I started supplementing a little bit more like I upped that supplement that I was taking this had worked in the past for like times when I didn't feel as great I did that and I still like just didn't feel great that year this is right around the time that we started dating and i realized that a few months in i was like you know i'm not hitting my workouts the same way i was before and i was playing hockey at the time and my hockey games i started to feel like more winded and stuff kept going like that for a few more months about a year ago i will say probably waited a little bit longer than i should have to try to like really really try to find somebody to help me with that because I could, I just could tell that things were not right, and I just gave it too much time. Um, so about a year ago, I found a practitioner who specialized in adrenal fatigue and hormone imbalance and stuff like that. Not Western med again, just <laughs> just so if anybody's curious. Nope, not an endocrinologist. Uh, just a guy who specialized in in these things. So I went to him. He got me in a, on an adrenal program. Did he take
0: um, an adrenal test?
1: He did. Okay. He did a cortisol test. We did a bunch of blood work. It is it is important to mention that this guy did a handful of tests. I think a lot of naturopaths out there, naturopaths or holistic doctors, functional medicine, sometimes get a bad rap of like, oh, you know, these doctors just start throwing supplements at you. And while, of course, that's the case, like there's definitely doctors out there, practitioners out there who are not truly prepared or be or like ready to help you with all the stuff
0: and but i feel like that is any health practitioner i mean i've had doctors tell me to eat less than 30 grams of fat a day to lose weight because i was fat not because of my thyroid i've had doctors tell me like just shove me full of medication so i mean
1: true yeah that's a good point that's a good point
0: it is true that there are naturopaths and functional medicine doctors out there who, or like that, your first doctor that you talked about that didn't even test you. She just kind of let you convince her or whatever. Decided yeah. that um, without testing was fine. But I've had that same issue with.
1: No, that's a good point. I guess I. Was... It, it was
0: just like a thought that popped in my head, you know, because I've thought the same thing, or I've even said to myself like. Oh, like a quote-unquote real doctor versus... It just it happens everywhere, whether it's in functional medicine, whether it's in Western no, medicine, right. whether it's <laughs> no matter what. Um,
1: you're right. You're right. So part of that is really just you've got to be smart about it. If mm-hmm. you're going to somebody, Something a practitioner right. of any type, yeah, first of all, listen to your gut Yeah. because, yes, that does actually tell you a lot, mm-hmm. but also... Do your own research, but also just feel it out. Like if they don't feel like they're being thorough or they don't feel like they're putting you through
0: or listening to you.
1: Correct. Now, listening to you, not ordering certain tests that sound uh, applicable, that's that's unfortunately kind of waters that you have to navigate yourself this guy did those things he got me on this adrenal recovery program included a little bit more it was it was more in depth this time a little Mm -hmm. bit more supplementation a little bit more uh diet focus he had more recommendations in terms of like making sure my blood sugar didn't drop and i had like issues with low blood sugar in between meals Mm -hmm. so i did that for a few months I saw progress. I was starting to feel better, got some energy back, and I'd say up until so I did that for about six months, where I started to like following his program, starting to feel better. Uh, He had continued to like slowly increase me on some of these supplements, so I was like, okay, you know, we're we're getting there. It's like slow, slowly but surely. But after that amount of time, I just felt like I plateaued, whereas he kind of, I got the vibe that. He was expecting me to, you know, make the turn there into like Recovering. totally, yeah, totally getting better, and uh, weaning off of some of these supplements. I just like didn't feel like I was there. I still felt like I was like three quarters speed or something um, of of who I am. So it was at that point where I was like, "There's got to be something else going on here." Like I'm definitely showing adrenal fatigue, but there's got to be some root cause like there's got to be some underlying issue that's continuing to perpetuate this adrenal fatigue take a quick second here to mention that in adrenal fatigue while it is a physical problem absolutely a mindset element to this there is a personality type that is prone to adrenal fatigue it's usually hardworking, like really driven, ambitious, perfectionist, hard on themselves. This type of person that is prone to it because a a mindset where you're constantly thinking those things or you're hard on yourself or everything you do isn't, uh, enough, isn't quite good yeah. enough or you need to work more or make more money or you just nothing is enough or quite right, then you're you're just prone to <laughs> producing or our, I should say, not producing, but outputting more cortisol. So this is a factor. This is something that the first time around I realized and I worked on a lot of things in terms of my mindset and uh, just like slowing myself down a little bit, being less, being less hard on myself. Meditating. Yeah, and getting getting rid of the perfectionist mindset. And I did a good job of that. So I just thought it was important to mention that Mm -hmm. I had made these changes the first time around. And while I am who I am, and I'll always kind of struggle with these things, my ways of dealing with them uh, were greatly increased. So I knew that those things, while maybe having some effect couldn't be driving me to be like this sick to like where I couldn't get better on this relatively aggressive supplementation recovery program which is how I arrived at the conclusion that there had to be something else like actually physically wrong with me Mm -hmm. so I ended up finding a doctor uh, a couple months ago
0: through me through whole health that was through you I go to Whole Health. Do you see this? Do you see this shit that I get? I also was the one that was like, "Aren't you supposed to be recovering from adrenal fatigue?" And he's like, "Oh yeah."
1: <laughs> so I went. I'm
0: just giving myself credit where I feel like credit is due. <laughs> yeah, huh?
1: somebody's got to do it, right? <laughs> yeah,
0: apparently.
1: <laughs> so I went there, and uh, you know, talked to one of the practitioners. She was great. And she was just like, Yeah, it doesn't really make sense that you would like still be dealing with this if you were on this program. She's like, I definitely think there's something else going on here. So she did this full full blood work panel of kind of like normal stuff that a doctor would look at, but then also and she's like, We're gonna look into yeast infections like toxins like heavy metals
0: candida gut issues yeah mold yeah uh she's a nurse practitioner correct yeah yeah
1: Lyme's disease she was actually like she seemed kind of convinced that i had limes for a while
0: funny because she also thinks that about me she must love limes yeah which i don't think that you can love Lyme but you know
1: yeah right (laughs) uh so just all that to say she had this comprehensive panel of looking for all these things that may cause a body to function suboptimally and cause other issues. So, did that, and the test came back, and my mercury level was really high. There, and the level they look at, or the what they want to see it at, is under ten, and mine was at seventeen. So it wasn't like borderline, it was significantly over and that's just like not something that happens. (laughs) And even even on the test, like the lab report itself, it was like, we tested this data another time to make sure it wasn't an outlier. Mm. She was like, everything else was mostly fine. There was like a couple minor things here and there, but this, she was like, she's like with this number, she's like, this is definitely gonna be causing all the issues that you're experiencing
0: so is it causing the adrenal fatigue or is it kind of
1: that know, that's what it seems determined. like it's kind of well right because at that this is. point it's kind of hard to say mm-hmm. or, or i should say you can't say definitively yeah but, but it might it, be the root cause well what it looks like is <laughs> if if you have a heavy metal toxicity to this extent it is absolutely a stressor on your body for sure and a major one
0: it's one of those things that people just don't think exists like the amount of people that i've mentioned that you have mercury toxicity mercury poisoning whatever they they're like really i didn't <laughs> even think that existed i thought that was like lead poisoning and i'm like well that also exists but <laughs> yeah <laughs> okay <laughs> uh
1: which brings us to the point of like how right how do i have mercury poisoning this one is relatively unknown and it's still like kind of unsettling to me because I just like to no. know things, <laughs> um, especially with respect to my body. But the only thing we can really come up with is that I ate a lot of canned tuna over the past like 10 to 15 years. I've eaten it my whole life. Like my mom always had it in the house and stuff. Um, but especially through like high school and college when I was like super into weightlifting and and eating really well that was always you know a lean easy source of protein and so even I mean even probably like in college and just after like when I was living on my own and stuff uh, I think th- there were times I know I was eating two cans in one sitting it was a lot I still <laughs> I guess I'm still just a little bit I'm just not fully convinced that that could be the only thing so you know there's just other things I wonder about I before Jesse and I moved to this place that we're in now I lived in a place for two years that was built in like the 40s or like like not, before not even, like, right? the 18th, like the 18 1800s, <laughs> 1800s. This, like
0: <laughs> a coach house thing like where animals used to live
1: yeah so there's just a lot of stuff where it's like you know it was one of the pipes you know leaking something but so we don't we really don't know besides
0: mold <laughs>
1: Yeah, besides the... Lead
0: paint. Since I just brought up lead, there probably was lead paint.
1: Yeah, probably. Everywhere there. Yeah. So I I moved on from that doctor. She didn't do anything in-house for that. She gave me some recommendations or referrals. I went to see them. This guy was also surprised by the number. He was like, you're still working? Like, you're functioning? He, like, mentioned this a few times, and I was like, dude, can you, like, not stop scaring me? Like- <laughs> <laughs> but...
0: Can I just bring up, didn't like one of your, didn't you ask a doctor about it? Like a Western doctor and they said something about like the levels not actually being that high? Correct. Which is interesting that like everyone in functional medicine would be like, holy shit, that's really high. And a Western medicine doctor is like, we wouldn't have even done anything for that.
1: Right. So this kind of goes back to the point of like Western med docs... Thresholds for conditions are very, very different than um, functional med, yes, but also just like what a normal person can live with. Because even like for the on the adrenal side of things, they and- do they do recognize the like essentially dysfunctional case of adrenal fatigue where the adrenals are severely uh, dysfunctional or exhausted, and the person like literally can't do anything so they recognize that but then past a certain threshold they don't anymore so it's very black and white there is no gray area and so it's like if you don't meet if you don't fall in their range of afflicted then you're fine we've got to stop ranting about western med because it just like totally th-
0: <laughs> we really don't hate western medicine it's we've both just had bad experiences
1: yeah and both suffer from
0: chronic illnesses that aren't really mine at least is recognized recognized yes however treatment isn't recognized western med just assumes like if your level is under five you're fine yeah i don't care how you feel otherwise so at least mine is recognized
1: (laughs) yeah yeah but there is no quality of life No consideration in Western med.
0: At least not with our conditions. I cannot say that for everyone.
1: Right, but correct. So basically, I did not go with this guy because he wanted to like treat me on the spot, and I was like still trying to grasp what was going on. And I was like, no, you know, he wanted to like hook me up with an IV and do this chelation treatment, which. Is very much the standardized treatment for mercury toxicity. I was looking for other options. I just intuitively did not feel like it was right for me. Um, I I knew that my body, I was dealing with some pretty severe adrenal fatigue again, just based on how I, f- out and how I feel, uh, and the supplements that were or were not helping me. And I just felt like other things. Yeah, you know, I've had other reasons to believe that my other organs are not like functioning well all that to say i just wasn't comfortable going with this treatment because it's fairly aggressive if the rest of your body is not functioning well it can actually make things worse because the mercury gets pulled out of some of the tissues but can't be excreted properly can be redeposited into more harmful areas uh, and cause more issues so continued my search found somebody else i trusted that was uh, a little bit slower, more natural route, and that's who I am with currently. I have just started treatment. He has warned me. <laughs> Literally, should...
0: you start like the true true treatment on Monday, so you've just started some of this stuff, correct?
1: Right. Well, yeah. I've yeah. I there was so. gonna be there was gonna be more of a hard start on Monday, but we've kind of ramped into like the supplementation yeah. and treatments this week. Yeah. Uh, so I am like officially on his program and he has (laughs) warned me that it's going to be a slow process and that I need to be patient and uh, yeah I mean really just that I need to follow (laughs) what he says and just be in constant contact with them this is it's very different than uh, a Western med situation for sure Mm. I'm not just going in for a treatment and they're releasing me They are, I'm allowed to contact them at any time with issues that I'm having, and uh, they have experience with uh, mercury, dealing with mercury toxicity, which is something that apparently was very hard to find and that I was concerned about, and uh, that's kind of where we're at now. Uh, It goes day by day in terms of like how I feel, my energy levels, how I sleep, Uh, luckily I had enough Energy today to do this podcast, and I, I'm kind of I'm I'm mentally with it today. There's days where I have like serious brain fog.
0: So we kind of glazed over. Ben had pretty much like an adrenal like what death (laughs) like in January, like or January in July when we yeah, essentially Colorado. (laughs) So some of the like what happened in Colorado, what you've been feeling since. Yeah,
1: yeah. So, you're right. Kind of glazed over the end of this here. Right after I got this, this this mercury diagnosis, if you want to call it that, uh, this re- test result, it was like pretty much right after that where I started having some more severe, like acute episodes. So we went to Denver for my birthday, July 12th, and so it was 30th
0: like, birthday, mind you.
1: 30th. Yep. Four day trip. Um, I, I will say actually i was a little bit more anxious beforehand and i don't normally i'm not normally that anxious of a flyer anymore but i noticed it beforehand i was like much more anxious than i thought i would be and then after the flight i was just like super out of it and my head hurt the headache didn't go away i like took ibuprofen and for me that would always get rid of a headache Mm -hmm. like within an hour (laughs) i like feel better and so it didn't go away
0: we were just blaming it on the fact that we were in a different elevation right like we had been whatever yeah
1: so the next day same thing headache but like I felt mostly good and whatever and we were kind of just exploring the area didn't do anything too crazy like we hadn't done any hiking or anything just yet we were just kind of seeing where we were at exploring denver the city uh exploring boulder and then the third day we were like planning on hiking so we woke up and drove up into the mountains and i was like anxious on the drive there
0: it was also an anxiety inducing drive
1: yeah i was going to say though even like before we got into the mountains part of me was getting anxious because i had done this drive with my dad before uh, yeah, yeah. and so i knew what was coming and i was just like oh i just don't like don't want to do that drive <laughs> so i had like all this anxiety building as we were driving and i'm driving by the way and so we're like start driving up into the mountains once you get a little bit out of uh, like denver and boulder area uh going to rocky mountain national park so we're driving up in the mountains and it's one way up one way down you're driving you know pretty close to the edge it's so i'm getting like slightly more anxious as we go and eventually reached the point where i was like i was like shit i'm like i'm gonna like panic (laughs) And so I was doing like everything I could to like stave off this panic attack. I was like trying to breathe, but I was a hard t- I was having a hard time focusing on talking to Jesse and thinking about anything besides like shit, when am I gonna be able to like get off this road? When can I stop? I, I really did kind of stave this off for a while and I'm I'm happy that I did, but it was also like purely a survival thing because truly like when you're driving up this road you can't get off
0: yeah there's nowhere to pull off
1: like and we're on the way up so you're like on the mountainside so that's like slightly better I guess <laughs> but there's there's no stopping right so so there's like this fear I'm just like shit I'm gonna like panic and I like can't pull off and like I finally get us to the point where like I was going to try to get all the way to Estes Park where we were going And I just couldn't do it. Like, we were... You kind of get into the Estes Park area, like, the Yeah, we got to the town. Right, the actual town. And I pulled off. And Jesse didn't really know what was going on because I didn't totally let on. I eventually told her, like, I'm not feeling great. Like, I'm getting really anxious. But I I don't think I quite let on, like, how bad it was. Partially because I, I couldn't. Like, all my energy was going into not panicking. And so we get off and we stop. And my body just, like after I got over the, all this panic, or like staving off this panic, like shut down. I started shaking. I was having involuntary uh, like muscle tremors. Like I was like be like sitting or standing there and I would just like convulse kind of. I lost motor function of my mouth. Like I couldn't talk correctly, like between my lips and my tongue. Like faculties weren't working. I was just like super out of it. Like I. it's hard to explain even. I just felt like everything was like shutting down like i felt so shitty i was like nauseous i was like lightheaded i couldn't think straight kind of like tried to walk around walk it off and it just like wasn't working i was like i was going through periods of like sitting down but then standing back up because i was like so antsy sitting in one spot so we were there for a while i don't know hour and a half or so and i was just like well we (laughs) we can't hike unfortunately because I was like, I don't know if it's the elevation, or we did think it was like the elevation and the panic. You know, I can't hike because we can't afford to like walk out somewhere and then have this happen and me be like stuck out there. We kind of just waited until I felt like at all okay. And then we ended up, Jesse drove back. Uh, I started feeling much better on the ride back, got back into Boulder and we're like, okay, I'm like feeling okay. get some lunch and we got to lunch and like started feeling crappy again and so we ended up going back and just like resting just like laid in the hotel and just that sucked so that was like a an acute like adrenal burnout but in hindsight um it looks like there were some factors from the mercury that came into play like the muscle tremors are definitely are part of that the increased anxiety is um a symptom of mercury toxicity and so that was that was that episode Uh, a couple weeks after that not sure if anybody knows but i run a donut business with my cousin and so we're a few months into that and we work out of a shared kitchen we have a table fryer i like i never feel good after we leave there like there's not a great ventilation system so the fumes from the fryer like you just kind of feel shitty afterwards and for anybody any of y'all health freaks out there not an ideal situation like don't be stupid and put yourself in a a place where you can't be have proper ventilation from exhaust fumes or from deep fryer fumes in this case I continually noticed that I was feeling like I would wake up the next morning and feel like hung over and just not good and I definitely attribute it or was able to attribute it to the deep fryer well there was a weekend where I had to do the frying because my my cousin who is the actual donut guy <laughs> was out of town so the one night I was had to do the frying myself I came home and as I was eating uh, I just started to get like super anxious, just like out of nowhere, anxious for the rest of the night. I had like went to bed or like laid down and stuff and being super antsy later. And um, the weird thing is my arms were tingling, like my arms and my, my feet <laughs> were like, had this like pins and needles sensation. And so that was really weird uh, again. Now all we can see it's another sign of, of the mercury. Definitely some weird stuff going on in the past couple months, basically. So there were some, there were some situations where there was, kind of an acute mercury type <laughs> reaction. So we saw stuff other than just the adrenal fatigue coming through.
0: What about like what are, like if you could just like tap off a couple of symptoms. That have been really hard for you
1: so some of the major symptoms and again this is kind of hard for anybody that's like you know don't try to self-diagnose yourself off of what I'm mentioning I'm struggling with
0: a lot of these symptoms can be for the same thing like Benjamin was like tested for hypothyroidism and Hashimoto's because it has a lot of the same symptoms I've been tested for adrenal fatigue because I have a lot of the same symptoms and they're completely different things. So, yeah, obviously his diagnosis does not equal your diagnosis, but.
1: Right. So some of the major things uh, that really led me to like fully understand that there was definitely an issue was my, my workouts um, my strength was like continuing to go down but not only my strength but my energy was continuing to go down i could do less and less each workout um i had been and being, that was over
0: a long period right i mean i had been being smarter about it since i've known you your workouts have decreased
1: yeah i'd been being smarter about it doing less workouts doing less intense workouts and it still like wasn't enough. So it wasn't just like I was overtraining and needed to kind of like pull things back a little bit. Um, like it wasn't getting better. My recovery time was like days where I'd be sore and I wasn't even doing nearly as much as I used to. So that was a major one for me just because working out is such like a constant in my life. So it's very easy to me, easy for me to tell when there's something about that that's not right. So that was a major one. The other one was brain fog. I've always been pretty, like, mentally sharp, happy, driven. Would, it just hasn't been the case past year, but again, in a decreasing way where I just, you know, my, my mood, my drive, my, it just wasn't there. And I just know that while, like, I'm not dying, sure, but these things are just not me. So that was very obvious. And then some of the more recent were, uh, was the anxiety. Like I was getting super anxious in the mornings and not knowing, like for no real reason, I would just get super anxious. And then finally, some more of the uh, mercury specific stuff, very like very recent was the tingling in the arms and legs, extremities, uh, and then also some issues with insomnia, but that's also kind of linked to adrenal fatigue. So I think those are kind of the the main main ones
0: so yeah this is kind of where we're at right now with Ben's health and stuff we know more than we did before but now we just have to start this treatment and kind of see how it goes from there so we're excited about the possibility of him hopefully finally feeling better that's kind of where we're at we will I'll definitely keep you guys updated um, obviously Ben lives with me so <laughs> we can do an update podcast pretty much at any time You guys have any questions, definitely send them my way in my Facebook group, which is just autoimmune positive AI positive on Facebook. It'll also be in the show notes. You can always email me or DM me on Instagram and I'll send that on over to Ben or I'll leave all of his information down below again too. So his website, his email, his Instagram, so that if you have any questions specifically to adrenal fatigue, mercury toxicity anything like that that you'd like to talk to Ben about, I'm sure he would love it, especially because these next couple of weeks, he's going to be kind of just getting into this treatment. So yeah, I will have all of that stuff in the show notes. Thank you so much for listening and we'll see you again soon. Bye.
1: See you guys.